This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. I was on the Danforth recently, and wow, is it ever crowded with the new bike lanes and patios in the curb lanes because of Cafe T.O., and only one lane each way for vehicular traffic for a long stretch of the Danforth. Is this plan ultimately going to work, or is it just a temporary COVID-19 situation to, uh, I'm, initially those lanes were put in, uh, as an option for people who were nervous about taking transit. But now we've been reassured that transit is super clean. There's no COVID-19 on the TTC. So does it make sense to keep these bike lanes when traffic is jammed along the Danforth? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Joining me to talk about this, Albert Cole. He's a road safety advocate and environmental lawyer, also founder of Bells on Bloor, and Jerry Brown, who is a 30-plus year Riverdale resident and a cyclist. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi, Jane. Hello. Uh, Albert, I'll begin with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the on the Danforth situation and and how it's looking and how all these different modes of transportation are having to cooperate? Uh, I think it's beautiful. Um, my sister lives in that area, so I've got lots of uh, opportunity to go there. Uh, it's now uh, a street where even even my nephews can think about uh, uh, cycling. Uh, it's, you know, when we talk about uh, our city, we also have to realize it's a changing city. So we're going to have these conflicts uh, between uh, different uh, modes. But, of course, uh, uh, cycling has the advantages of being clean, uh, giving us a healthy uh, opp- opportunity or a way to exercise. And uh, we, we fight climate change that way. So for some reason, uh, you know, the word traffic has been appropriated by motor traffic, but uh, other modes, walking, uh, cycling, transit, are, of course, also very important parts of traffic. Well, certainly I agree with you. Uh, it is a great environmental solution. But, I mean, realistically, and I lived on the Danforth, just uh, Jones and Danforth for 16 years. Uh, I noticed it was much more crowded than when I was living there. You, you, I'm sensing from you, you see it differently than I did. Uh, well, well, that's right. Uh, um, we know that uh, cars often get the most attention. Motorists get the most attention. Uh, it requires the most space, makes the most noise. So we often think it's also the way most people are traveling. But uh, in Toronto, that's no longer the reality. We know that um, the majority of people now, uh, more than half of people uh, commute to work and to school by walking, cycling and transit. And that's a trend as well. Like we're seeing increasing numbers of people walking, cycling and taking transit. So, so we're going to see these fights around the city. And it's really a question of what kind of city do we want to live in? Do we want a city where we have cafes on the roads, where we have kids and uh, seniors cycling on the road and a lot of people walking? That's the defining moment for us and the question of what kind of city do we want. So in terms of the uh, cyclist traffic, are the lanes being used in the way you'd like to see? Well, well, Jerry can comment on that. Uh, but uh, we know that uh, on Bloor, for example, when the bike lane first went in in 2016, 
uh, there was some reticence about it, but we saw uh, cycling numbers almost double. And uh, despite that, we still heard people saying, you know, we were getting counts of up to 6,000 people a day, and yet we were still hearing people say, I never see cyclists. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem we have as cyclists, and it's, it's a very pleasant problem to have, is that we don't make a lot of noise, we don't take up a lot of room, and, um, you know, we're not noticed sometimes for that reason. Uh, unfortunately, we had to let Jerry go. There was a lot of noise on his line. But Mark is in Leslieville and wants to get in on the conversation. Mark, go ahead. Hi. Um, I also think it's a great trend to have more and more cycles uh, throughout the city. We have Harvard. We have uh, Bloor Street. We have uh, bicycle lanes coming in all over, and there's more to come. And the Danforth being the newest one with the most attention I couldn't help but notice a couple of problems. I mean, um, it's so confined. The bike lane is so confined because there's not much space. I mean, some of us have enjoyed the bike lanes, for example, in in cities that have had them for a long time, like Amsterdam. And one of the predicaments that we seem to be in is that we make all our bike bike lanes along the main routes, whereas a bike lane can be independent. It doesn't have to be along... Blur Street or Queen Street or the Danforth or, you know, the Lakeshore one is the best example. It's separated. Uh, but it's not as healthy for the cyclist breathing. And in this Danforth case, you've got the cyclists right upside all the patios. So there's a, here now we have a lot of heavy breathing up and down the patios. So uh, I'd like to know what others think about that. Yes, uh, thanks for calling in, Mark. That was my observation as well, just about how everything was so close. And, of course, you bring up the fact that people are exercising and going by people on the patio who have taken off their masks. Uh, Albert, at least temporarily, that has to be somewhat of a concern. Well, we know, for for example, that... um Cyclists will use arterials, and they'll use arterials for the same reason that motorists do. It's because the fastest way to get to places, there are a lot of attractive uh, destinations along the way. So we, we know that if we put uh, bike lanes on, you know, on side roads, they won't get used as much as arterials. Uh, right now, cycling is, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's enjoying a wonderful renaissance in the sense that we know it's one of the things that we can do and stay healthy in terms of the virus. So, so it is a, um, a, a great option for a lot of people right now, especially people who can't go to the gym or can't use, uh, you know, other modes of um, of exercise. So in terms of it being a, a bit of a confined space, well, we're still giving, you know, the vast majority of space uh, to the motor car because it takes a lot of space. But uh, the design right now, and of course we learn from these things, the design right now is, is impressive in the sense of allowing for a lot of flowers in the area for a lot of uh, cafe space for bike lanes for people to walk and still uh, the majority of space for people to drive. So these are the kinds of uh, experiments that we need in the city to learn how to do these things best. So there might be some adjustments in the long term, but uh, um, having that kind of a confined, confined space also means that people are going to be slowing down when they're in their cars. And one of the nice things that we've seen over the last number of months is a lot fewer uh, road fatalities and serious injuries. No, that is very true. Uh, Albert, thank you very much for your point of view. I appreciate you joining us here today. My pleasure. Thank you, Jane. Albert Cole is a road safety advocate and the founder of Bells on Bloor. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.